frustration somehow so this is how i'm doing it you know we can hear that paper rush. i'm stopping oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna do the noises uh, of, you know pounding on things what kind of frustration paper. Like i've had a crappy day so <laughs> mm, but it's gonna get better now right we got an hour to let talk me turn stuff. my uh, stuff down because you are yelling in my ear what's your <laughs> i'm not yelling you're not now <laughs> crappy day it just started it's, it's 10 o'clock i've been up since five who hasn't except alex Alex's been on the bench this far, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got me. You got me pinned. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. I got to get the, I got to do the football. I tell you, football is never going to stop. Once the season's over, it has to keep going. It's baseball season now. It's never baseball oh, it's season. Combine and pro <laughs> Baseball borrows yeah. seasons from other sports. Yeah. Baseball season, baseball, hockey, too long. Football, you know why football is so popular? Because of the 16-plus games. 16, right. what is it, 20 games? That's why it's so popular because blow and you, go. You, yeah, you crave for it the next. You can't <laughs> when it's over. What you say, blow and go? Well, <laughs> well how, how long is the baseball season? Um, like five months? Too long. No, but, games. but 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 month month to month, it's pretty but, much the same. It's just well, every day as opposed to. It starts to, in February now. Out. Spring training starts on Saturday, February twenty third, and it'll go until November. I think the thing about baseball is. Um, it, you get those Sunday games and a lot of the superstars. You want you take your kids out for the weekends. A lot of superstars don't play on those mm-hmm. on those days, unless it comes down to a pennant or something. You, you travel day they never play right. Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah, I know a few baseball players, and they it's it's a pastime for real. That's all well, they're doing the, is passing time. The thing with football too, when you only have a few games, you know, then you're looking at it, any player that's injured, any any win or loss, you know, can make a big difference in the season. Where baseball, you're looking at percentages. There's so many games that's, that that's something why. goes wrong, you can make it up later. And speaking of those percentages, I mean, you have bet three times, ten times, you hit three times, you go get paid. Right. You go three hundred average. Hall of Famer. Right. Yeah, you you, you, you can be kind of maybe average and be great. If you can bunt. A legitimate four times, you a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I mean it's it, it, well, it's, it's all it all comes down to money. I mean, if you have a guaranteed paycheck, there's very select people that will play every game while healthy instead of taking a day off because you're never going to get a paycheck either way. Well, speaking of money, what about uh, Darrell Reeves in the football? We was uh, talking about looting too. Um, you know, they, they're talking about getting rid of Darrell Reeves in New York, and I, I don't understand why he have a problem with it except for this that. Most guys coming to the league, they want to play for that one team only. Mm-hmm. Free agency, you know, allows you to move around, and I think, I think it benefits the players if if you're not happy with a team. But when you have to honor your contract, or the organization don't have to honor your contract, New York just a 19 million over the cap. Um, Darrell Rivas coming off surgery, still one of the best defenders in the league, defensive players in the league. Uh, they talking six million guaranteed to him. They talking about getting rid of him. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, get rid of Sean Green. Get rid of guys that haven't performed up to their potential. Is Sean Green? Running backs are a dime a dozen nowadays. Oh, they are. I, th- I think so. But I don't know if Sean Green's making that much money where it's going to matter to get rid of him. You have a guy in a, in a dull offense uh, that, you know, get rid of Sanchez. Maybe you can save some money well, it's there. It's too late but now. But who can you? It is because they've, they've given him, what, $8 million? Yeah, they're giving him a lot. But who can you bring in other than that can run an offense or I don't know if it's even the same offense. 
that it's going to run that offense and keep the continuity of whatever they have left on that offense. It's going to be tough to do that when you're talking about a very important position at the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you have you have eight uh, supreme athletes, eight elite quarterbacks, and then you have 24 others that are just okay, that are average. Some are better than others, but Sanchez is just another he's just another quarterback. And I used to try to give Sanchez the benefit of the doubt um, with the offensive coordinator. He had Brian Schottenhammer. I didn't think Schottenhammer was uh, any guru by any stretch of imagination. Uh, he just did the stellar things. and I mean, not stellar, but he did the dull things. Is When they needed to play, they went up top, and it was so predictable. And that's what his quarterback rating was, what it was, what it is now. But Darrell, getting rid of Darrell Reeves, I don't know if that's a smart move. Because even though Cromartie played well when he was out, I think that may be have some influence on the decision they are willing to make. Well, and to, who's, who's looking at the game plan and figuring out, you know, situationally who plays best with who and, you know, making sure that you're keeping the right players, not maybe the best player, but the right player that's going to be the best because he fits in with, uh, you know, the way that they is play. It, is it? Is it? Tom, is it? As some new guy uh, took over for Tannenball or some, somebody uh, the Jets had. But it's a new guy looking at this stuff and saying, we need to get under the cap. Well, you do get, need to get under the cap. That's that's obvious. But when you're talking about getting rid of your best player, and I, th- I think Cromartie, the defense, it's a pressure defense. That was the backbone of their team. Uh, Cromartie played well in his absence, but he should play like that all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, really, this is all just snowballing from poor money decisions made years, a couple years ago with the Sanchez thing, and now it's not about winning; it's about getting under the cap so the owner doesn't have to pay luxury tax. I mean, it's like it's it's turning to not be about football with a lot of teams in the NFL. It turns about a business. 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 But that's the, yeah. Yeah, that's the game within the game, mm-hmm. and, and uh, a lot of these guys going into the draft right now, they don't understand. They think they oh, just yeah. want to play football. They think this. Oh, I'm playing against the guy down the street from me. Oh, yeah, this they're is just that all like, excited, thinking things are going to be the same when they get to the NFL. I'm in the NFL. You yeah. are in a psycho. You're in the ward now. <laughs> I mean, in and it's interesting ward. that he goes from Rivas Island to tearing his ACL to not being relevant anymore. Exactly. Like there's some every all other 31 teams will try and get, go after him. I mean, it, everybody everybody would want a guy like him because he's one it's of the last lockdown defenders. I mean, besides the two guys in Seattle, that the Adderall oh. twins, yeah. they came up in <laughs> Seattle. Like, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who. There are a lot of teams that, with one more defender, could be over the top. I mean, look at look at the rate. I mean, there are teams that Pittsburgh's getting older. There's a lot of te- there's a lot of schemes that he would Pittsburgh fit. Pittsburgh wanted him coming out of the draft, but they didn't get him. And then he goes to New York. Who was the uh, coach in New York at the time? The idiot. Who, I, don't, I wouldn't call him idiot, but the idiot that got fired. <laughs> I know, there have been so many over yeah, there. No, I, no I, in, not New York, but the Jets. He then he went to. Oh man, he, he was from New England. You know who I'm talking about. Yep. You're looking at me like I should I've know. Had, I'm, well, I've had, I've had concussions, so I can't remember a thing. But, yeah, me too. But you talk about the two corners, uh, and I was just talking to uh, Ray Ellis about this. You had concussions too? Yeah, I was going to say, I've had two kids. Oh, two kids. <laughs> and I've been on a bender for a week, apparently, so oh, it's hard yeah. for me to think also. Okay, I'll see what Other I got Other than that, we're all good. Yeah, let I'm me get glad on, you're listening let to Let me us. get on the internet. We uh, got all the download. I got it. You got it? I'm looking. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you talk about the two corners, and I was just talking to Ray Ellis about this. Mangini, Mangini, duh. Yeah, you couldn't figure that <laughs> out. I watch on ESPN every day. Mangini, Thanks, Cindy. Yeah, Cindy got it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, he had he. You know, he's the guy who uh, moved up a, a pick in the draft to get Darrell, so Pittsburgh wouldn't get him. I think Darrell is from Pittsburgh, actually, somewhere in that area. But that would be a good fit of what they. No, Pittsburgh's kind of cover two defense with a pressure up front, uh, and they hurry him get the ball out. Durrell is a more aggressive cornerback. 
he he he's in your face type guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that work. I don't know what kind of scheme that uh what they would implement to put him in there if it don't balance. Yeah, but they don't, they do so well in the draft though. You would be messing up a whole lot of things that Pittsburgh does well. They build through the draft. They got guys sitting ready to play right now. Yeah, but they're also in a win now mindset because they're all getting older and, and injuries the are all. Yeah, and they're thinking about getting rid of Troy Polamalu. I mean, there are things Me that are. Well, I mean, because he plays eight games a year, hopefully. Uh, he, he reminds me of this guy, J.J. McCluskey. Uh, he wants the big contract, but he only going to play eight games. Yeah. But he won't pay. <laughs> he won't get paid for 16-plus games. More money, more money. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, but you have said on numerous occasions that if you go to a new team, you learn their system. Right away. You, ha- you right. have to learn the system yeah. right away. So if he wants to win and they don't want to pay him, he will definitely, I mean, he can go to a but contender there's, there's and, guys, and perform. There's some guys that uh, call professionals, uh, and that's what they can do that, go to a new team and learn. Other guys just want to play. They they stuck in the system. We, we, we hear about guys in college that's outstanding. They get to the pros, and we never hear from them again. But they was well, in the system. They play well in the system. Exactly, and that's the thing. You go to a different system, and now all of a sudden a whole mind, emotional thing starts kicking up, and it's going different, 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 don't like this, don't like this, and they have a really a real blockage as far as learning how to you know learn a new playbook and right. play with other guys. And, and I feel like that that it, that um focuses more on offensive players coming out of college, and not all the time, but a lot of times. Like say Tim Tebow, I don't want to talk about him, but like he was he was. But you're doing it. Well, yeah, no, no, brought it no, 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 but he but he was, a product, he was a product of the system. <laughs> yeah. Chris Leak right, before right. him was an amazing quarterback in that system. I say the and, same and thing. And he's never done anything. He never went to the NFL. Eric Crouch in Nebraska got drafted by St. Louis as a got a five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus and retired. He was a safety because he was a system. He was a system quarterback. I, I think Leach. Uh, I think everything's timing too. I, I really believe that uh, when Leach was coming out, it wasn't. I mean, he should have sat on somebody's roster for a while. And there's only a handful of teams you can sit on the roster. Somewhere like New England, somewhere like Pittsburgh, you can sit on the roster and learn from these guys. They still got Charlie Batch in Pittsburgh. This yeah. is seventeenth year, and he won a couple of games this year when when he, when uh and that's when you, went down. That's what you need. But you don't Dick, have many of those. I think Dixon is a, a what a huge pickup. We we were talking about that with Sean last week, and uh-huh. like the next day. They signed Dennis Dixon. They signed Dennis Dixon. In uh, Philly. Well, they heard us talking. That's yeah. right. That's right. We, we I like, got the memo, didn't you? We like baby GMs around here. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but when you look at those two corners, man, and, and we'll, we'll get to some other stuff. When you look at those two corners, especially Flacco, we look at it's time for to get him signed. But you look at two corners, you also got to look at the two safeties back there. And I was talking to Ray about this. Uh, the safeties are huge. I played corner coming in the league, but when I moved to safety, I told the guys, you know, I got this in here. You take care of all that. Mm-hmm. And and it, this conversation all stemmed from the, the comment that Dion made, and it just went into, all right, this is your job right here. We both right. played corners. You know you, you're not going to make any tackles. All the tackles are going to be made in here with the linebackers and the safeties. For the most part, you do have some guys. A lot of Ohio State corners come out that can tackle well. We've seen them in, around the league doing that. Um, but for the most part, you're a cover guy. Just cover the right. guy. We'll, we'll make sure anything in here, we take care of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so – what Pittsburgh is doing, getting rid of maybe getting rid of uh, Palomalu, they got to find a good safety. I think they moved Ryan Clark to safety, if I'm not mistaken. See, a corner to go into safety, um, that holds well for your secondary place. He knows everything. Because he's still in the scheme. Yeah, he's still yeah. in the scheme, and he knows everything right. he's supposed to do on the outside. But when Darrell Reeves come out there, he can't cover man-to-man all day long. If he can, then you wouldn't need a safety. Right. There, there's different schemes anyway. So I think a good fit for him, Darrell Reeves, get out of New York. I know it's hurtful because you you competitive, and they've mentioned trading without you, and they haven't given you a call, and you're upset about that. It is business, but I think it's also respect first. 
then you can do business. Just go to the Patriots. <laughs> if you're not getting respected, why don't you go to the – I mean, Rex Ryan wants him. Rex Ryan loves him. He wants him to stay. Rex, but if you think Bill Belichick wouldn't want him in his secondary? How about um, Akeem yeah. and, um, and Durrell? Yep. That's a, they, they're in the Super Bowl. Because they've never had a def- – I mean, they've they – never had well, cause, well, because they get rid of all their – like Rodney Harris, they, they get rid of all of them. Like right, right when they start to look old, Belichick gets rid of them. Because they're gonna ask for more money, and I don't want to have that bad press. Right. I'm just, I'm just speculating. I'm not speculating. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Denver. I think Denver. Darrell Reeves yeah. in Denver. Yeah. Denver. Pittsburgh is a long shot because it's just he just a, he's aggressive corner, and Pittsburgh is not aggressive on the corner spot. They play cover two, but they play cover two off. So I don't know. What about Flacco? It's time for him to get paid. He, yeah. Well, if he can't get the deal done, I think they're meeting real soon. If he can't get that deal done soon. They're going to tag him. Right. I mean, well, this is the same thing that happened with with uh, Drew Brees. That's going to frustrate him. Yeah, but Drew Brees has better regular season numbers, obviously, than Flacco. He broke the he broke Dan Marino's record. So did three other people that year. But he broke the record, and I, I feel like it was easier for him to get him to max deal. He's not going to get twenty million dollars a year. Flacco, it, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, they got to make him happy somewhere. We we'll go to break and we we'll talk about that. They got to make him happy somewhere because uh, if they tag him, and that's, it's hard to be frustrated over eighteen million dollars a yeah. year. Um, and he's not he's not getting twenty, but if they tag him, I think they can keep uh, some of the receivers. Uh, they can keep um, Anquan. Uh, Anquan. Anquan. They yeah. can keep uh, um, Reed as a safety. Yeah, I mean, at some point, Ray Rice is going to want money too. Right. Man, it's going to come I mean, up. He's a Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl you, champion you gotta now be, too. You got to yep. be careful with that salary cap and see what's going on with that team. But all right, we'll take a break and we'll come back. We got a crazy corner coming up. Yep. Quam lots of sports talk. flagship station for sports voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career tune in to life after the game with lamar campbell every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel sports and medicine go hand in hand Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, we are back to the Formula Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Deputy Breeze, Sydney Liska in the studio, 888 346 9144. If you are near a phone. Welcome back to the show. We got a Clancy Corner coming up. We talked about uh, I know it's gonna be some basketball stuff, but we talked about yep. uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. It always is basketball stuff. <laughs> about the Lakers, but we need to say yeah. uh, we give our condolences to uh, Jerry Buss oh, yeah. and, and the Lakers family. Yeah, what a great uh, man. What 
he bought the team in '79. The guy won ten championships. He bought it for sixty-seven million dollars, including the the L.A. Kings and the Great Western Forum, all yeah. in one batch for sixty-seven million. Now they're looked at as a billion-dollar franchise. Well, that's, think that's about when Jerry West was there and they brought in Kobe and made the trade, and it was like, oh my God, everybody was up in arms because you're bringing in this seventeen-year-old kid to play, and yet he bought into it. You know, and now yeah. seventeen year kids, they looking for those guys now. Oh you look, yeah. You look at bad teams in the uh, in the NCAA. You look at bad teams with the, like the Kentucky. I say Kentucky. They're not a bad team, but they only recruit because they're going to be there one year. Right. And if you can redshirt a guy, then that's a steal uh, coming out of high school for a program like that. But what they do in the Lakers, they, they take a chance on a seventeen year old. They bring in a Shaquille. They they put pieces around them. It's kind of like they get a new coach. They bring a new coach in. Because they had a lot of coaches that were, you know, they were just there right. until Phil Jackson came in. But Phil Jackson had a resume coming from Chicago mm-hmm. and what he did against with uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and then put their supporting cast around him. Well, we got Clancy Corner coming yeah. up. Go big dog. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, again, thoughts and prayers to the family mm-hmm. of Jerry Buss and the whole Laker family. Um, Jerry Buss, since 1979, came in, brought 10 championships to the Lakers, more more than any owner in the NBA history. Uh, again, he traded for he traded for Kobe, traded Vladi Divac for Kobe, brought Shaq in by trading Anthony Peeler and George Lynch to the Vancouver Grizzlies. Anthony Peeler. And the one that people forget is this was Jerry West as well uh, when he was when he was the GM of the Memphis Grizzlies at the time. He traded Pau Gasol to the Lakers for Kwame Brown and some draft picks. So with all three of those things coupled with him keeping it in house with, with GM and player uh, player management, where he has Mitch, Mitch Kupchak. Uh, played with the Lakers. Jerry West is one of the best GMs of all time. Played with the Lakers. This man superseded sports, and he made entertainment a huge part of basketball in the NBA. Not the way Jerry Jones does with football. Look at Jerry Jones and Jim and Jerry uh, Jerry Buss. They are the polar opposites when it comes to ownership of a franchise of a sports franchise. One is in for money, seemingly, and for a circus, and the other one is there to take care of his players, to become friends with his players. And you, you say a lot of bad things about people say a lot of bad things about Mark Cuban, but he is so close to Jerry Buss in the sense that he is a fan that happened to own a franchise, and he runs the franchise that way. So, again, he, he lived a great life. He did a lot of great things for the Lake organization, and um, he'll be sorely missed. And for the league, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and for and for ownership across all four major sports, or well, all two and a half major sports. I'll give baseball half a <laughs> half a star. Uh, but yeah, it'll be um, it'll be interesting to see if Jim Buss, his son, totally screws up everything that he that he built. Well, look at all the good things that uh, former players and f- former employees. I guess pl- players can be employees, but uh, that they say about him. Yeah. You know, they say it. I mean, we we get a lot of things said about us when we passed on. But this guy meant a lot to a lot of boys coming in, a lot mm-hmm. of young men coming in, uh, and he groomed them to men. You look at Magic Johnson, he groomed this guy to be a, biz- a businessman. That's right. And when you talk about baseball and, and the three sports that he uh, that he um, paid for Stoker, coming in, yeah, yeah, then look what Magic's doing. Magic's into baseball now. Right. He's an owner, part owner in uh, the Dodgers, and and yeah, the success he mentored doing. people. Yeah, he's not yeah. exactly. He's not afraid to bring in. Some guys for this amount of money, and from the outside, we look like ain't no way in the world I'm giving that guy that much money. Yeah, I mean, and, and he looked he looked like a like a human when Magic Johnson came out and said he had, he was HIV positive. Mm-hmm. They could have thrown the book at him, sent him away, like everybody else in the NBA did seemingly at the time. 
but he he took oh, him in. Well. I mean, he he saw him as a son. I mean, he yeah. sees everybody's family with that organization. He's very think, he's talked about that a lot. But Magic Johnson was his prized possession. I think the like great, his prized son. The, the great no, 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 you know what I mean. His his yeah. son, like right. his. Well, yeah. I, well, you're right, Sandy. I don't know. Possession. I don't know. I, don't well, know. I know what you meant, but what I heard was something different. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I was gonna say. Thank you, like Cindy. A, yeah. <laughs> no, I heard it too. You said it. So. <laughs> no, he he. No, what he did, and and you mentioned a comparison with Cuban. I think uh, you you right on with that because Cuban, you know, he's for his antics and everything like that, but. You know, he's he, like a little kid, just so excited he's about excited, what he does. And he cares he's about a businessman, but he loves the game. He, he's a genius businessman. He owns a yeah. bunch. He, he owns looks like a lot of things. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a billionaire. He's yeah. self-made. He, he owns a lot of shark sometimes. He's, he's the best show. up there. I yeah, love watching. Sh- yeah, that yeah. yeah. awesome. Yeah. Sorry, he's the best. But you know, you look at these uh, with uh, Magic Johnson and these guys. I think that when Magic Johnson came out with the HIV positive, and it wasn't like a huge uproar. Let me use. I don't want to use the example of nine eleven, but you know how magnified that was when the whole world was what we gonna do now that type of stuff and it was just news 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 but when magic just came up something like all right this is part of life this is what it is he has this and the way he was allowed to bring it out well um, and it, it was at a time new. when uh hiv you know when you were diagnosed mm-hmm. hiv positive i mean it was nobody knew what to do for sure they thought you was gonna it die was well yeah that time, you yeah, yeah, yeah. bleed you got problems yeah. if you use the same toilet you got problems mm-hmm. and a lot of whatever um, i mean it, it was yeah we were ignorant at that point then. to that yeah. yeah excuse me and what uh alex said a lot of players didn't want to play with him exactly uh, yeah, the one player that i give thumbs up the one that play, played against magic and played him hard was uh, Dennis Rodman. Right, exactly. Dennis Rodman played this guy like, <laughs> yeah. you got, well, if you got it, I'm going to get it, but you're not scoring on me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I know who I am and yeah. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> don't cross me. You're not going to score on me. I'll play some head games yeah. with you, but don't cross uh, me. So I, that, that was huge. And, and to the, what the Lakers doing, you guys watched the All-Star game, and, I, and I'll bring this up real quick, and we can be in and out of this. Um, the big guy, center, shooting hooks with a tall labium, uh, don't want to play hard for the – the Lakers, who you keep telling us, Alex, not to worry about, they're going to be okay. They don't look like they're going to be okay. <laughs> Some year. I like said they're going to make the playoffs. That's what yeah, I said. Well, how far are they out? Still four games? Three games, four games. They're going to make the playoffs. That is not what I asked you. They four are, games. Are they going to be okay? It was a direct question. Are they going to be okay? No, no. <laughs> this time. <laughs> are they going to be okay? I don't know. Uh, I think that because they traded away their future for the next four years, they have to be okay with this team. Wait, wait, don't you, you get rid you, of Dwight Howard? when you, you get rid of him right now. The five major people on that team will include Metal World Peace for the sake of the argument. They've only played 25 games together. That's not even that. That's not that's under half of the games that have been played already. So it's difficult to get any sort of cohesion when you're it's playing four games, games together here. Well, with with them five, yeah, four games together here, four games together there, six game span where one or two guys are out. It, it you can't get any sort of teamwork, get team cohesion when that when that's happening. Next guy up. That's all I'm saying. Next guy up. You, well, and Earl you, you Clark was the next guy up. Earl Clark is another guy that was drafted by Phoenix. That is, that is. Uh, well, we're not having, having, having a We know, we year. know the bad, the general manager situation there. We we know how bad, terrible they are, and uh, Phoenix. They are. This is a, a good thing. Oh yeah, for the Lakers it is. No, this is a good thing for Phoenix. <laughs> no, no, they'll no, get a top no, five not. pick this year, and, and they're gonna trade them in three years. No, <laughs> and they're gonna trade them in three years. The Phoenix Suns cannot keep. They waiting for something to drop in their lap. You got to go make it happen. When was the last time they were this bad? It's been years. Before, before, well, before, before Steve Nash got here. Before Steve and before Nash. That, and before Charles that, Barkley was Barkley, here. Before Barkley and Kevin Johnson. Yeah. So, so they were bad. I mean, it, it takes time. You, they weren't, they're not the worst team in the league bad. 
Yeah, finish they're, all. They're finish all. They no, 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 I'm saying they now. Oh, no, I'm saying back then. I mean, they've never been in recent history this poor. Records, I, I was record speaking. With uh, Alex Gentry. I mean, I was golfing with Gentry yesterday, and it was it. it Pick was that name up. Yeah. Huh? What? It was some stuff. It was some stuff uh, yesterday. It was like uh, he didn't have to say it, but you know what he was saying. It, it's, it's bad. And when we talk about it on the show all the time, it's bad over there. You. They give you a headache. I don't think they have a clue what they're doing. Um, you talking about it's good for them now? It is if you build a if you build a team. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my football stuff. Yeah, mask it. We gotta talk about football. Yeah. No, it is bad if you're talking about a uh, building a team for the Phoenix Suns, but you can't be drafting a, a guy. Uh, who do you draft? A college guy? You go through free agency, or you go overseas and get guys? Which you, we've seen that that could be. Uh, look at San Antonio. Right. The so, thing, thing is, you look at the, you know, the office when something like this is going on. The office guys are making all these decisions, and they don't look like they know what they are doing, any way, shape, or form. Whether they do or not, I don't know, but it sure doesn't look like it. The problem is with the players when you're looking at, you know, where's their morale at and where's their motivation at when they don't really know for sure what all's going on in the upper right. office. They're not necessarily part of any of those conversations. They're just trying to go out there, bust their butt, and play and actually win or get close to winning. And that's true. And that's true. Let real quick. If, if we don't have to know what's going on, because there's always a bigger plan in, in the organization because we're not there, uh, but if the players don't know what right. Deborah was saying, they don't know. They don't have a clue. Include your players and stuff like this, not just the own, uh, management and coaches. Coaches want to talk to the players. They want to be on the same page. You can see uh, you can see a lot of good teams, the coach and player has a good relationship. You can see that for the most part uh, on a lot of the good teams. Uh, but if we don't know what's going on, that's one thing. But if the players don't, that's an entire yeah, whole well, other thing. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. They're in. employees, okay? Not most of America hates their job, okay? Just say hypothetically speaking, to a certain extent, they dislike going to work every day, regardless of whatever facet they're in. These guys are paid, getting paid millions of dollars to hate losing, Okay, there are worse things in the world. There's there's going to be a lot of sacrificing done for any franchise in an effort to build up the foundation to make a team great. And if these are the guys that it's going to have to happen to, that's fine. That's just part of the, that's part of the game. Look at Cleveland. Look at look at the Bobcats who have been awful forever. Those guys get paid, they go play, and that's it. Nobody practiced to lose. I've, I've said I understand that. that. I, oh, and I agree. I've said that millions of times. I, I probably will to the day I die. Even though it may seem like. Oh, these guys don't even care. No one practices. It's just a waste of time to practice to lose a well, game. That's a, it's too competitive. Well, and that's the thing. Your argument, Alex, is a logical argument, but when you are, have players that are emotionally playing, it doesn't. You know, the logical argument. Uh, so you're argument saying people that are wearing suits aren't emotional with their job? No, no. I say this. You to one of the comments you made. Most athletes. I don't like the three percent of America. If you to three percent of America goes goes about their business and they make. Millions of dollars. They're, they're signing bonus, not signing bonus, but they are bonuses uh, throughout the year in the millions. And this has nothing to do with their base con- base salary. So that guy, I would rather be. I would rather have his job than to play in football or to play any sport. Okay, the three percent of America that work the the workers in America, I would rather have the, rather have their job. Yeah, but I mean, when it comes to the Phoenix Suns, you are in theory supposed to put your hardest effort on the floor in practice and in the game to earn a paycheck. Who are you talking That's, about, the coach or the No, the players. The no, players. no, no, this no. Is players what, this is the crux of every NBA career. You practice hard, you play hard, you get paid. That's what it is. Wins and losses 
You know, it's great to be on a good team. It's great to win championships. Most players will not Alex, win a championship Alex, ever. Alex, you have to put teams together. You can't just throw five guys who we think are good mm. and, and say go win because y'all are talented enough to go do it. You have to put teams together. Look at the look at the good teams that we talk about all the time. Look, they got everyone in position. These guys know their role. I know LeBron's a superstar. You think Dwayne Wade didn't concede to be his his team? To bring LeBron in, you got to know your role and be able to accept it and say the bigger goal is winning. But you have you have pieces in place. You have a you bring Chalmers in. Chalmers bring the ball up so we don't have we don't stress ourselves up all game for 48 minutes. Uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Then you got um, Chris Bosh who knows his role. We t- he can score, but he knows our score when these guys are off. Yeah, but but there's no puzzle. For the uh, Phoenix Suns, there's well, no puzzle for the Los Angeles Lakers. They look good on paper. Sure, absolutely. They look That's good. different. The the Heat, no, no of the, none of those three guys, LeBron, Bosh, or D Wade, would have won a championship again without each other or without another superstar. They couldn't do it on their own, and it showed that D Wade did once with Shaq. Well, yeah, okay. I don't understand with what you said. That, no, you told me those LeBron, three couldn't won one. Yeah, by themselves. LeBron, oh, oh, by themselves. Yeah, you need somebody like Scotty, like Jordan needed Scotty. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. But bringing those three guys together, other. yeah, great. To their superstars, they're three of the top 15 players in the NBA are on the same team. Mario Chalmers is a born winner. He won in college. He had that huge three point shot against uh, against Memphis and D Rose in, right. the, in the championship in overtime. He's won two in Miami already. He's a solid born winner who can hit big shots. So, but I mean, with those three guys, it's just. They came together to win, That's my and they're point. winning. you got to have chemistry. The Phoenix Suns has no chemistry. The Lakers have no chemistry, and they look good on paper better than a lot of teams in the league. They have no chemistry, and you got a guy, Dwight Howard, shooting half I agree. hoop. No, and, and you got there's a problem He's with too that. sensitive to be a big man. Mm-hmm. He's too sensitive. He, he, he talk and whisper. I just don't – I'm starting not to like this guy. I respect his, his talent. Mm-hmm. I, I respect his three times lead MVP, defensive lead MVP. I respect that. But I'm starting to like a big guy who complains. I won't say complain, but he's afraid not to be the center of attention. He he plays like a guard. Yeah, he I should. mean, like look at Shaq. Say what you want about Shaq's offensive skills. He was he was feared down low because he would use his body. Shaq, Granted, he gave he Shaq weighed, played his part. Well, but he also weighed 50 more pounds than Dwight Howard. I'd say give well, or take. But Dwight Howard, all he needs to do is put his shoulder down and dunk the ball every time. That's all Shaq did. You don't have to do these sweeping hooks or anything. Quam last sports talk. We'll come back. We'll finish this up, and then we got down and dirty with Deborah. We'll finish this up because I do want to talk a little bit more about these fakers. flagship station for sports voice america sports do you love sports talk can't get enough sports talk have we got a show for you it's about the nfl training camps super bowl previews a look at the new starting quarterbacks and weekly key injuries we'll take your calls and emails right on the air Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Lockdown Coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them. But you won't take this thing out these words before I say it. Welcome back to the third segment. This is part of my sports talk. Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska, even her Twitter. What'd you take? You took him some Twizzlers? I did. I figured if I showed my Twizzlers, they'd share a little bit more heat. Tell him, don't, uh, don't give him anything else. He plays some better music. <laughs> <laughs> learns, learns, how to, learns how to fade. Yeah, don't you fade it out. Give us some. Give us some. We don't have no rock and roll. You trying to make this a race show? Well, no rock and get roll little, and nothing uh, like that. Get a little Metallica. Some, yeah, there. we need some heavy metal for Alex. Right. I picked Stevie. Well, that's good. Yeah, thank it, you. Yeah, because your dad listened to Stevie. No, because I listened to your Stevie. Your dad listened to Stevie. You didn't know we about Stevie. We don't listen to it together. Like, yeah, we, don't, we don't share the headbutt, the it earbuds. Is, it's good to listen to music with your dad. And I you agree. understand. Most men don't, don't spend a lot of time with their uh, illegitimate kids. <laughs> <laughs> I do like your dad. I, I do like your dad. What's his name? He uh, got jokes. I like France. France is a good guy. France has got to come back in here. Francis. Yeah, he got to come back in <laughs> here. It was awesome. I'll, I'll make sure he doesn't listen to this broadcast. <laughs> no, France has got to get back in here. Hey, we're talking about the Fakers, the Los Angeles Fakers. Y'all call them the Lakers. And I'm a huge, I'm a component of, a uh, huge component of uh, huh, success, but more so failure that breeds success. And I hope the Suns uh, is breeding a success right now because they're feeling too much, not just on the court, but upstairs. They feel it a lot. I think it's just business. How much money can we save? What where are we gonna be in the Fortune five hundred end at the end of the year? Yeah. It, it has to be more than that. It's interesting to see with the the juxtaposition of Jerry Buss and Robert Sarver. <laughs> and I mean it's just like it's uh, I mean I almost want to throw up when I say his name. But you made a comment uh earlier which was I thought was good. I couldn't talk on it for a while, uh because it informulated my head to just now, but uh, Jim Buzz, <laughs> Jim Buzz, I don't. He's a circus he's, act. He's Robert Sarver Jr. Yeah, he's he's uh, no. Ringling Brothers right now. He's I not, think Jeannie's got a good head on her shoulders, and she's been around the business. But they for a long hate time. each other. Yeah, but how much? They yeah, how much work yeah. does she have? Yeah, no, yeah. Jeannie's the she does the finances. Yeah, she's the. But I mean, they they despise girl. each other. Well, uh, the finance part of it is that's the person, and and I would exclude her out of this because I think she gets down to the locker room. I think she gets down to She's round the people. Hit, yep. Most finance people don't even, you don't even know who to, you just know them by number. Oh, this guy's uh-huh. making this money. We got to, we, we might can cut this out here. And you take away from what a guy does for your team as opposed to how much money you can save for your I, team. And, yeah, and if you're like, looking yep. at the stockholders instead of the players. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, nepotism is, might be, might be awful for the Laker French. I mean, look at the Steinbrenner brothers. That took over oh, yeah. when George left. I mean, it's just like, I mean, they almost didn't make the playoffs. It's just like, it's it's going to be interesting to see if Jim Bush just a lot of, a completely lot of, implodes. A lot of good organizations, a lot of good teams that didn't make the playoffs. I, I throw Pittsburgh right in there. And that's us. They do play in a tough division. They play hard. That black and blue. That's that's the new black and blue to me. Is the NFC? What is it? It's North. Um, Pittsburgh still the Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, who else is there? The 
Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore. Cleveland, is it Cleveland Browns? Yeah, Cleveland Browns. And when Cleveland was good, they 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 were beating each other up. Uh, and we get down and dirty, down and dirty with Deborah right now, but I would say keep an eye on Cleveland football. I, I know the I Cleveland Browns, especially like. with that new offensive defensive coordinator. That's what I, that's what I want to see. Yeah, down and dirty. All right, so we're going to talk about common sense isn't for everybody, and that the problem with common sense is <laughs> that's that appropriate it's appropriate for this crowd. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> yeah, you, the why pro- you look at me and Alex? <laughs> Why are you looking at us? That's all right. You won't remember it in 15 minutes. <laughs> I will cuss you out, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> if that was me, you're I'm back out in the parking lot geez, again. The headset would have been thrown at me. <laughs> um, the problem with common sense is that it's common. And when I look at, you know, what's going on in the league right now, that, you know, we've got uh, guys going in, you know, they're training for the combine, training for the pro days, you know, that type of thing. It's like, what are you going to do that's different? Because if you keep doing what you've been doing and thinking that that's going to work out whenever you are trying to get into the pros, um, you better be thinking differently. You need to learn how to outsmart yourself and outsmart the patterns or the routines that you've been doing in the past if you actually want to move up uh, into a level beyond where you currently are. So when I'm looking at the guys going into the pro days and the combines, one of the ways they can do that is learn how to manage their stress, to be different than just working your body and working your technical skills. You obviously need to work your body and your technical skills based on your position, but you also need to look at the mental aspect of it to be able to make sure you can get through the combine and pro days and be looked at as somebody who knows how to handle the pressure. Um, I recently watched uh, several different interviews and programs around Michael Jordan and liked his um, his way of thinking when it comes to practicing, which is another way that you can outsmart and do something that's not common. Uh, Michael Jordan was known for, I mean, just beating the crap out of people during practice, yelling at him, screaming at him, um, as well as pushing himself to a higher level. And part of that came from when he was first drafted. And uh, the coach back then, Kevin Lockery, used to practice Jordan as one of the five, you know, one of the starting five. Mm-hmm. And in practice, when they got partway through the game, um, he would move Jordan to the second string team, knowing that whoever lost had to run laps. So Jordan, rather than getting ticked off or upset about it, said, well, fine, you want to do that? Then I'll just make sure that we win as the second team. And he learned how to practice hard. He also learned how to practice where no matter what came up in the game, he'd already done it in practice. And we've, Kwame, you and I have talked about this before. We've brought it up in here that, you know, when you can practice what you're going to be playing in the game, then when it comes up in the game, you can be instinctual because you've already done it before. It's not something that's unusual. The third way I want to talk about is when you're looking at workouts and strengthening your body. Um, I've got a player, an offensive tackle I've worked with that I remember when he was – you know, strengthening the biceps, the triceps, the chest area, that type of thing for his position. And working on the flat bench, he was talking about doing reps at, you know, 110, 110, and then 120. And the 120 was the area where he would start to um, weaken and couldn't get his six reps in there. He'd get maybe four. He knew he could do it at 115, but the 120 was a push. Um, there was also the thought around the timing in between, you know, how much rest time did he take in between? And again, because he's been in the league for so long, he understood his body well enough to know not to take too much rest because he wanted to work his muscles when they were fatigued. So what we talked about whenever I started asking him questions around, you know, what was he doing? How was he doing it? We talked about a couple things. One of the things that he was currently doing is he wanted to make sure that he was always pushing himself to that higher level, wanted to go to the 120, not do 115 and just be successful. He wanted to be successful and push his body. Uh, we talked about the rest period. 
which is really the uncommon part of this, is rather than looking at, um, which we did put some um, um, mental conditioning into strengthening his mind as he was pushing the weights and be able to visualize it and push um, push the weights uh, at a higher level, but we also looked at the rest period, and I asked him what he was doing. He says, I get up, I walk around. He knew, I mean, he knew to the minutes, to the seconds, how much rest he was going to have in between going to the next higher weight. And I said, let's look at how we can control that. How can we get oxygen to your body quicker within the time limit that you're giving yourself? And we switched up the type of breathing he was doing. I taught him some techniques around how to regulate his breathing or regulate his heart rate quicker so he could get that resonance and the resilience in order to be able to push to that next higher level. So the bottom line to all this is if you hope to maintain and maybe kind of almost get a little bit better, then just keep doing what you're doing and keep doing what everybody else is doing, and you can do that. If you want to get to a higher level, be an elite athlete, you've got to go with something that's uncommon to everybody else. You've got to push it in order to get the edge that other people don't have. And that is that is huge because I'll tell you one of the things, um, guys, as great as they are or can be, they forget the rest. Because they want to go hard and get better throughout the season, whether that's in any in any sport for that matter, they want to be they want to be the greatest, but they don't know what it takes to be the greatest. Right. They they won't rest, and a lot of times they forget to breathe. Um, mm-hmm. And breathing is huge when you're burning all that what is it lactic acid, and, yeah. and you just yeah. you just taking yourself in reverse, kind of like going into a game and you're just so hyped, you just burned all your energy off. Exactly, uh, and then, now you can't play at that high level, but. As you go on and, and become more professional, more mature, that's when you learn to control everything. You talk about the, what was it, well, 220 on the bench, on the weights and stuff like that. The 120, yeah. The 120. Mm-hmm. To, and then Because he's went, pushing triceps, he's pushing, yeah. Right. Then you got to learn how to manage that. You can right. get to 220. That is a goal, but don't, don't just jump to it. It exactly. is a goal. Uh, learn, learn what your body is, and, and, and you use reference to Michael Jordan. He knows what it takes to be. He knew what it took to be great, but he just had to get everybody else around him uh, to feel that same way. Sometimes you can feel like you're the best on the team, but you know everyone well, should feel that way. Mm-hmm. But when you arguably are the best guy on that team, I want to make these guys. I'm gonna have to count on these guys. Let me get them to the level I am, or, or maybe they can see what I'm, how to approach practice, how to go about their business, and, and get this done. So when you come to game, my I've always said. Game is the easiest part of everything we do. Practice is hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Practice is hard because mm-hmm. practice is more mental. Practice, exactly. you got to, you know, you go over plays and plays, and then you go over the team plays, and then you put it all together. You have scout then teams. Then you look at the films, yeah. and you take your tests, right. and then you do all that. Yeah. And then you put the starters on the second team so everyone's competing at a high level. Right. And to me, I think it's always next guy up, so that guy should be a starter. He should but some guys just bow down to others because they say, well, you're That's a starter. Right. I'm like, mm-hmm. you crazy. You, you, there's a reason why you're here. There's a lot of reasons why you're here. About a handful why you shouldn't be here. Right. But, yeah, you're a starter in the yeah. moment, but there's another moment right. coming. When, when yeah. it's going to be your turn? I know I right. came in, and I, I came in as a corner, and I said, I'll have this job in about five weeks. Right. I had that job in about four weeks. Right. And then I broke my ankle. But mm-hmm. these guys, um, you know, you tell these guys, I plan on starting. I Eric Hill called in, and you, you guys were here, and you heard him say, he said, I came in, I was, I was going to start. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of when. And That's I right. set a time for me to start. If I wasn't that five weeks, it's going to be close to it. But I was on Diamond, Nook, and all the other stuff, special teams. I know how I had to come in the league. Some guys don't know. Right. Some guys just egos and pride takes them right on out of the league. Too big where – how is this guy well, in front of me? Well, this guy been here. He yeah, the they're used to being the, the big dog on the college team, and they think right. they're going to walk into the pros and do that same thing, and there's too many uh, 
uh, experiences where that doesn't happen. Too much. Uh, we talked about uh, psycho ward. It's too much yeah. of that that they don't know about. Right. We, we, we had that in an early conversation. And trips them up big time. Right. And yeah. then like, what happened? Why? Why am I not starting? Right. So and they become a commodity, and they haven't been a commodity before, so they don't realize what that means and how to work around it, so they can so they can teach themselves the nuances that they need in order to move to the top. There's a game within the game, and mm-hmm. th- you know if they don't know how to play those games without selling their soul, then right. I think they'd be fine. Uh, we we up to the break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna wrap up uh, the last segment. We're gonna talk some more about down and dirty. Uh, we'll get into some more. We've got new uh, Wonderlick tests. Wonderlick. Wonderlick. We got. Yeah, Wonderlick is a joke. But well, uh, they got new tests coming into it now. Uh huh. I want to talk about the uh, combines a little bit too. So yeah. we'll come back. Uh, Lot Sports Talk. Be back. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports sports and medicine go hand in hand quite simply if you aren't up to your game health wise you won't be up to your game on the field that's where bruce the sports doc comes in dr bruce grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce, the sports doc, and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Last segment music. That's good. Uh, by the time he stepped on it, oh, we always had, we always had it, huh? Yeah. Welcome back to the show, Carmen. Our sports talk. This wow. is the last segment. We'll make notes for you. Yeah, we'll, miss- <laughs> yeah. we'll give you cue cards. And the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about that stuff. Hey, we do got. We almost had a, a fight on uh, during the break. Alex and uh, his sister Cindy. Y'all like the Brady bunch. Y'all part of the Brady. <laughs> Y'all might be part of the Brady family. And you know who the father was, don't you? Hey, um, Robert Reed. Peter? Who is the dad's name? Robert Reed. Robert Reed was the dad's name? No, it's not. No, it wasn't. Do we Mike really Brady? want to talk about oh, Robert Mike. Reed? Yeah. His no, name is Robert I Reed. I don't care. See, I didn't watch all that crap. I watched Good Times, Jefferson's, and I, I did watch that too. No, you didn't. Andy Griffith? No, you Are you did. seeing I did a pattern there? Yeah. 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 No, I, I don't. No. Real quick, this is the last segment. It's going to go by fast, but, uh, anyway, you know, there's some interest stuff, interesting stuff we were talking about. You guys were talking about during the break. Four laps fast. Alex don't agree with it. Danica uh, got pole position for Daytona 500 for the first time ever a woman. It's a big well, deal. Well, how many women was doing it? It's always pole. Well, there's been others. 
That happened. All the boys. I said, "How many?" See, like yeah, I got a three gotta, or four, or five. I'm going chalk, in 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 chalkboard in here. Even her own comments were: she didn't want to win it as a woman. She wanted to win it as, as the fastest pr- driver that was out there. And and to I'm, me, I'm I like that. that. They, yeah, I like that mentality. I don't want to be the fastest woman. I want to be the fastest. She's the racer. only woman. She's going to be the fastest woman no matter what. <laughs> It's not, so for, position, a, I position. agree. It's four, it's four laps. But good for you. you know what, good they, thing. It's yeah. not they everybody always, does it. But. They always prop the pole position, no matter what race it's in. They always prop the person who got pole yeah, position. But it's so not it's not like headline they're doing news. Just so she's the first one coming out. And okay. If you're a race win. fan, yeah, it is. Okay, so nobody has won the Daytona 500 since 2000 as a while position. having the pole. That's, so yeah. who cares? Well, and well, we I, go think, back. I think it's news. Sorry, Deborah. They I think it's it, news because you you say she's a woman, but I think it's always news. Yeah. Whoever gets pole position is always yes. news. Yeah, it, but we it, don't it, know. We have a ticker on the bottom of ESPN. Uh, if you're a Jeff race Gordon, fan, Jeff Gordon got pole position. Okay, Jeff Gordon. He finished eighth. Okay. All right. Well, oh well, you know. You're not interested in racing, therefore it's not news to you. But if you're a race fan, it's a big deal. You heard okay. that? that well, that's fine. You heard that? This is like the Super Bowl. So you if that. you have a week to talk about this, and then she crashes on the second lab, and then it's like, oh, okay, well. What is it? She, is has, it, she hasn't won it. It is what it is, but it still it is, is history, history, and yeah. it is what it is. It's always, pole position is always a big deal. They I, just, I want her to win an important pole. race. I don't yeah. care what pole she is. She if she wins at one point, then she got in a crash. She's up levels and all that stuff, yeah. So I think it's good that she got the pole position, but at the same time, what do you do in traffic? Right, yeah. It's like you she said she's a speed demon in interviews. It's kind of yeah. like uh, Deborah saying, "Yeah, what do you do in traffic? What do you do under pressure?" So, uh, good for her. Now, it, it is an it is no car driver, girl or boy. She's an amazing driver. Yeah, I'm not talking about yeah, her gender at all. It takes some skills. Now, it does take skills to drive fast. I'm telling How you. How much that. skill does it take to shoot somebody? To shoot somebody? Mm-hmm. Oh can, wow, nice segue. Yeah. Shooting through doors, yeah. you mean? I don't know. It's love. Y'all don't. You guys have never been in love before. That's why. Love kills. It hurts. Shut the door. It lo- he so shot three months. He so shot dead for three months. Huh? Well, this was is she, over. Was she dead for three months? Well, he's, oh, he's, no. got a, he's got a 96% headshot rate at over 300 meters. So Through he, a door. Know, he knows how to shoot. Yep. He and he had to put his legs you know on what? to get to the door. He had to put his legs on, yep. They're no. got premeditated. They said today they're going mm-hmm. for premeditated. He had to put his legs on over to get to the house. Plus had a bat that, you know. To and beat he, her up. And mm-hmm. he shot through, yeah, he shot through the door four times. The, okay. I don't know why he did he it. Used or, a cricket. He used a cricket. I don't know stick. why he did it or what, what was his reasoning for, you know. They yeah, talked just, about he found you, some kind of communication between her and somebody else so? on her iPad. That's, that's going to happen. Yeah, I know. That's, that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So yeah. leave. I, it hurts. Now, it really, when you... Mm-hmm. I Why is he snooping on her iPad to begin with? Yeah. Well, there's no trust in it. I don't think mm-hmm. men and women trust each other well, anyway. Well, he also has a dark side that uh, is starting to come he out more and more. He had a bunch of girlfriends, well, yeah. But, I mean, and he's he's been physically abusive to previous girlfriends. And they I guess have, yeah. this was the second call that night from a neighbor... Nobody uh, so the first one legs was, first one me. was yelling. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nobody with little legs gonna beat me. Who have to put their legs on? It's not gonna happen. But he should be. You know, he's a he's a competitive Are guy. Are we gonna end now? <laughs> he's a competitive guy. But you can't. I mean, all the girlfriends here. Yeah, he has some good looking girlfriends. He's yeah. a good looking well, guy. She was a great looking gal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have he has tarnished his relationship with three. Uh, with a uh, disa- with a, uh, physically disabled people, number one. Yep. Uh, he was a spokesperson, pretty much, with Paralympics and regular Olympics. He was he superseded everybody's expectations, and just his friends and family. So that's three things that he was the face of after after what he did in the Olympics, these past Olympics. Well, that a- is just 
shot. Gone. And he had everybody complete. Like I seriously, I was head over heels for him. I swear, I I sucked it. I was sucked in. By right, his, because because of his his charisma, his story, but it, it was just his attitude. It was the same thing like with Danica not wanting to be the best female racer. He didn't want to be a legless runner. He wanted to just be a good runner. And just where he came from and where he brought himself to. That well, whole story during the Olympics, and now it's like all everybody feels like they were. There's always the backstory. Yeah, I, I all of he, us. he was competitive. Now I, I didn't have any problem with him running and doing what he's doing. But just think, like Alex mentioned, three things. He just lost them. They Absolutely. they gone along with his life, uh, premeditated. So what are you gonna get the? What was it? Why is Nike gonna keep him though? They said they're gonna keep him as a sponsor, but well, not, until they but, find but, out, but not show him any. It's guilty because you're innocent until proven guilty. No, 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 not a no, 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 true. Not where I'm from. Mm-mm. Not where I'm from. I'm well, not from. Not when it comes to money. He admitted yeah, to exactly. shooting, but he admitted to shooting. Like that's not in question. The question now is whether it's premeditated. I'm from Chandler. And if Chandler, it's premeditated or not. <laughs> yeah, I un- understood. <laughs> the back streets I, of Chandler. Well, he's admitted <laughs> to shooting, though. That's not a question. That's right. not. Well, the initial story was he thought that it was a burglar that came in. That's in hiding fear, in the which bathroom. Is, which is what crazy. Kind of, how many burglars uh, are in the bathroom? I don't know. You, you you come up with the first Neanderthal thought to come in your mind. Actually, Neanderthals are smart. They've gotten smarter. But they, um, you know, you, I would say a burglar. Come, I don't know if I would what say. Of, I don't know if I would kill him. What kind like of burglar? If the burglar's hiding in the bathroom, exactly. You have a bat and you got to put your legs on. To well, I guess you can't well, put your legs and on. Once you to, shot him four times, you need to beat him in the head. And, right. pretty and much don't down, you recognize so. him That's, at that um, point? They're gonna say crime of passion, and he's not gonna get the electric chair. He's just gonna be insane, and uh, he's been been twenty plus years in life. Oh yeah, that'll the, be the life. Devil, <laughs> he need to one leg test. Take his legs away. Yeah. Oh, they gonna take his legs away. For at least he's not a flight risk, awful. right? I'll he's say. not a flight risk. <laughs> awful. A, how dare you guys make that? I'm look. I'm not part of these jokes y'all y'all making about this guy. Okay. <laughs> Voice America is not responsible for anything. Uh, so we're not, <laughs> there are lots we're not of putting different it on. There too, this so is Kwame Lott Sports Talk. We're not putting this on Voice America. They lost what, Cindy? Well, their laws are different than ours, too, so we don't know. I don't know what. Africa, South Africa, Africa, out to the Africa Lions. South Africa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Laws are, down in laws. Johannesburg, I think. Yeah. No, but no, I he'll get, no, he'll get life if, he, if he's convicted of premeditated murder. Yeah, because that's, they're going to say it's a crime of passion. Because you just don't shoot somebody and then beat their heads in. I heard a comment in. from somebody in South Africa who was saying, we have, like, they have a really high murder rate down there, and they're like one mm-hmm. in six. Yeah, and they're like, why is all of this one? But they're like, why are all. Yeah, they got a higher crime rate. Why all of a sudden, though, is this one. Like they were like dumbfounded that everyone was talking about Oscar Pistorius. I'm like, you guys promoted him and you wanted everybody talking about him when he right, was like your true. runner, and now all of a sudden because he killed somebody, you don't want him talking. Be careful what you ask for because uh, you don't know. I mean, we talked about the test, this new Wonderlick test. I don't yeah. know. I think everybody should take the Myers Briggs test. There's another test. Oh, man, is that the one with the ink blots? What is that? No, 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 no,
The NFL Alumni Arizona chapter, um, it's March 11th. If you need more information, we have sponsorships and foursomes uh, and individuals available. Um, email me at cindy, C-I-N-D-Y dot K-L-F at gmail.com. And why would anybody want to come out to this tournament? What's going to be so special and so fun about it? Well, who's the president? Um, well, Kwame's the oh, president. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kwame's going to be there. We're raising money. We're raising money. Okay, we're raising money for Phoenix Children's Hospital, Quest to Cures uh, for Sickle Cell, uh, Cancer. A lot of things we're giving out to Arizona-based charities. It's going to be a great event. The winner of this tournament gets to go down to... Orlando, Florida. Mm. See, I'm like... It's beautiful this time. Paid, paid, right. paid way paid down. Way down. Hey, and then they get an opportunity. Real quick, though, real quick. Does uh, <laughs> does um, cricket has anything going with the sounds of autism? Real quick. Uh, what yeah, we have an event coming up on Cinco de Mayo at Rock Bar. Uh, it's uh, going to be Rock Bar. How about that? Rock Bar, Old Town Scottsdale. Uh, it's going to be uh, a battle of the bands. Itch. We're going to have a couple guys perform, and uh, there's going to be drink specials, and it's going to be all the benefits at the door. And uh, part of the bar we're going to go to. Uh, Do we still get fifteen percent off if we and mention that? Anybody, anybody here. who has a motorcycle, we've got a motorcycle ride coming up too in April. So oh, uh, we go. talk to us about that. It's going to be good. All right, check, check all the search engines, the uh, Twitters and Facebooks. Quamla Sports Talk. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with some more arguments. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.